recent years that the modern entertainment landscape has discovered that the characters that we create in fantasy, sci-fi, and other fantastic worlds can only be fully explored, not through just literature, but also through other mediums as well. It makes sense then that this would expand into Web3 and we would leverage blockchain technology and the benefits that it provides to facilitate the exploration of strange worlds. And today we have with us the co-creator and artist for one such new strange world, Forgotten Runes. We have here with us Elf J Troll. How are you doing today, Elf? I'm great, guys. Thanks for inviting me on. Happy to be here. It's great to have you. And I would love to hear the summary of this before we begin to dive in, because I'm looking at the Forgotten Runes website, and there is a lot. Yeah. Very dense. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> And, and, and I try every day to figure out a, a, a easier, cleaner way to describe everything we're doing. Um, yeah, where do I even begin? It's, uh, it's, it's like you said in your intro, it's, this is a project about world building. Um, and, you know, th this concept of world building is, it's, it's nothing new. It's been going on for a very long time. Um, but what we are doing that is new is uh, we've decentralized the whole process of world building. Um, and so we've got tens of thousands of characters uh, that are all owned by our community, of course, um, as NFTs. And uh, they are, we, well, we, we devise ways every day to uh, empower our community to create for their characters. And as they create for their characters, our world gets bigger and bigger. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's like the, uh, the quick elevator pitch of what we do, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, I mean, as I'm looking just through the main page, right, you got these cool pixel art characters um, and you've got a trailer on here for a TV series that, that you guys are working on. I scroll down more. You've got physical comic books that yep. look completely badass. You've got yep. video games. I saw this one. Uh, this got my attention here. Dice. That makes me think of Zach and what he's doing. Like, yep. what aren't you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this we, we we do a podcast every week on Wednesday called Wizard Wednesday, and I, you know, which was just yesterday. And it's it's funny. I, I it, one thing I was talking about yesterday is just how big our media footprint is and how. Um, you know, our company is like doing these bigger media expressions like the game and the show and the comic and some other things, but our community, um, is, is doing so many other things. There's, there's so many alternate forms of media that our community is exploring. Um, so to answer your question, what aren't we doing? Um, it, it, like, I don't think there's any, any like artistic expression our, our, our community has not done. They've written music. They've made puppets they've um they make sculptures they make animation they make um pottery uh they make poems like it's just every day i'm seeing something new and amazing um our community is just so prolific um they've really just taken world building to the next level now a, a lot of projects proclaim that declare that they have this sort of collaborative narrative 
construction, but really what it is is it comes down to a poll where community members will vote on what happens next in the story, and that doesn't offer a whole lot of power. But it sounds like you've extended this open invitation to participants of your community and people who own these these mage and wizard tokens to yep. contribute in a much more active capacity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I would say like at the core of our creative community is this um, this thing that's called the Book of Lore. And it's this digital book that's on our website. Um, this is, yeah, there it is. This is like the sort of the central hub of our world building effort. Um, and so, you know, what it is, is it's a book that contains every single Forgotten Runes character. And uh, when you own one, you can connect your crypto wallet and that gives you uh, right access to the character that you own. Um, so this is sort of like the, the the foundation of all the world building. And I think so far we've got like almost 3000 entries in this thing of people writing stories for their characters. Um, and so then, yeah, I mean, that's sort of where it starts. Uh, but then um, our, uh, you know, our job as, as the founders is we, we take a lot of this creative content and we push it into these larger media expressions like the comic and the game and the, and the show. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just like, for example, the, the trailer that's on our website, uh, so many scenes in that trailer are for, um, just totally inspired by things that our community has created. Um, a few of the stories in the comic book are stories from the book of lore. Um, and so that's, that's sort of what we see our role as is just this, um, this sort of bridge to like the larger, uh, like professional Hollywood media ecosystem. We're bringing our community's creations into that larger pipeline. Um, and it's just this beautiful symbiotic relationship between uh, us, which we're called Magic Machine, um, Magic Machine and the cult. And the creativity is just constantly flowing both ways in a decentralized way. Now, the direct impact that you're giving people on this first party property, the, the book of lore, which sounds like you're using this as the basis for canon from which the rest of this media springs. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that that comes with some challenges that wouldn't exist in a more centralized system, like people perhaps attempting to write unsavory things in the book of lore or contradicting something else that's canonical. How do you yeah. deal with these yeah. things? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And we get this question all the time. Um, and it's, it's definitely something we um, have worked through. And, um, you know, I, I've got several answers to this and they're all pretty important. You know, <laughs> on, on the one hand, it's like, Magic Machine has created like a baseline canon narrative. Like um, I made a map. Um, I, th there's like certain political factions in, in our world, the Runiverse. Um, there are certain villains and threats that we've defined like the quantum shadow. Um, so we, we, are, we provide this like baseline scaffolding upon which people can write their stories. Um, the, the next level is, is, yeah, people are writing for their individual characters. So how do we prevent uh, discontinuity uh, between these stories? Um, the, the first answer is like, we're dealing with a magical world. And so, so much of the discontinuity can sort of be 
magicked away. <laughs> um, I mean, we even have like different time travel and different timelines and diff alternate realities playing in the Runiverse. Um, so, you know, that, that those mechanics alone can really just like explain maybe contradictory information. Uh, number two, I always say like, honestly, every media franchise in history has discontinuity. Um, look at uh, Batman. Um, the stories in, in the 1960s of Batman are in no way continuous with the stories written of Batman today. However, there is like a baseline narrative that always stays true, which is like, you know, billionaire vigilante fights crime as dressed as a bat. Like that never, almost never changes, but everything else is sort of like free for all. And, and like the world accepts it. it. It doesn't really matter if there's discontinuity. Like we all still love Batman. And, and when you dig into other like media franchises, you find that literally all of them are like this. James Bond, the Ninja Turtles, um, you know, I mean, I'm blanking on, but like all of them have discontinuity, but people still love them because like core stories stay intact. Um, you know, and, and then finally, I would say like one of the reasons we chose the fantasy genre is because, I mean, number one, I'm just a fan of it, but, but number two, it's like, in addition to being able to like magic away any discontinuity, it's all based on these like timeless archetypes that have been with humanity since the dawn of time. And we as humans already know what these archetypes are, um, whether we realize it or not. And so when you build a story based on these timeless archetypes, you would be amazed at how often uh, continuity actually happens just accidentally um, or by itself. Like I see it every day. There's this amazing, almost eerie synchronicity constantly happening in our community between stories. Um, it's like I can put like an element out there, like like we released a bunch of magical beasts and I, I gave very little information about what they were. And like the community just sort of intuitively knew what the stories were about anyway, because they're based on ancient archetypes. Um, and, you know, and, and there's so many like archetypal symbols in the entire collection that everybody just sort of inherently understands what they mean. And so you'd be amazed at how often the stories aren't really as, as discontinuous as you would think. Uh, I'm sure that Joel has some questions, but just really quickly, a couple things there. It, it might sound like he's talking some other language, like he's speaking some nonsense when he talks about ancient archetypes. He's not as a writer. Um, this is, this is completely legit what he's, what he's saying. Um, yeah, I mean, just a little bit sorry, of Joseph Campbell in there as well. I was, I was just getting ready to say the Joseph Campbell's <laughs> monomyth. I'm sure you know what that is, but it's like, yeah, when you use that as your baseline, the monomyth, then like everything works. And um, I think, you know, I think that's just one of our secret weapons. I, I love it. I love the depth of this. I love the conversation you guys are having. Um, I'm interested in the uh, you got games coming too, obviously, uh, and I'm I'm looking at some gameplay of uh what's coming here there's a battle game going on you've got land that you're going to be selling and i'm assuming by um having a wizard that you get some sort of priority uh for getting land or for playing in you know the game yes yep yep that's right yeah this uh this game it's um 
<laughs> it's 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 pretty impressive. We got we've got a team working on it. They've been working on it for almost a year now, I would say, and um, they've just been like releasing a lot of great progress lately. The art looks amazing, um, and, and yeah, we, we're gonna figure out a way to prioritize our community um, in this land sale. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm very excited about the game. Um, it's it's gonna be great. So what are you thinking the, the timeline looks like for, for the next few months? This is so dense and you're doing so many different things. What are, what are the next few major story beats in the release that's happening? Yeah, it, it's, it, we've got so many things going on. Um, we, so we've got a Halloween event coming up. Uh, I guess it's like almost two months, month and a half. Um, you know, we, we like to do holiday events. Um, so Halloween will be the next one. Um, you know, we've got, uh, I'm trying to think like what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. Um, <laughs> we've got, yeah. we, okay. We've got uh, 3d models that are being made. Um, because you know, what's, what's really fun about our project is, is the base NFT is just these very simplified, uh, pixel characters. Um, it's like sort of the minimum viable character. And, you know, we chose that for a reason because we want it, we call our characters creative primitives. Um, and from those creative primitives, uh, you can extrapolate a thousand different styles and different art forms. And so, um, we've also released, uh, walk cycles for these pixelized characters that are being deployed in all kinds of 2d metas right now, as we speak, um, we're building mini games for these uh, 2D pixelized characters. Um, but we're also in the process of building full 3D characters that will be deployed in any open 3D meta. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's a big one that I'm really excited about lately is the 3D characters. We've also got the next issue of the comic in, in, in the works. I just saw a few pages today. Um, they look freaking amazing. Um, we're in talks uh, with... Um, a bunch of different people about this show that we're developing. Um, we've got a really impressive writer who is writing on our show right now. His name is Derek Kolstad. Um, he is the creator of the John Wick franchise. Um, he also wrote this awesome film on Netflix called Nobody. Um, he's super talented. Yeah, with uh, Better Call Saul. I saw that one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Bob Odenkirk. Bob um, Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah. What is, this, what is this secret tower? Like, it can't be that secret because there's a link on the homepage that clicks tower. And now I'm on this thing and I can scroll down like, oh, there's some dice floating above it. And I can see a little bit of what's going on here, but not too much because it's a secret. Yeah, this 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 secret tower, it's kind of a misnomer, but but it's it's function basically is this this is the uh, the conduit from which all of our characters have been summoned to the real world. Um, this is this is where the wizards were summoned last year. This is where the warriors were summoned. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very important landmark. It's it's on the map in the universe. It's uh, it's just sort of the conduit between uh, metaspace and meat space. Um, what is 672? Because when I click on the door, uh, either one of these doors, this dice pops up and it says 672. You know, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
You're going to have to ask my programmer daughter what that is. That's, that's fantastic. Zach, I'm going to let you finish with the questions because they took this exact moment to work outside my door and beat the crap out of tile that they're laying. So Perfect. it's really noisy. And uh, you've got better questions than me anyhow, Zach. So carry on. Uh, sure. So I, I would love to know, you know, outside of the synchronicity, outside of the individual stories that are that are following different characters in the universe, if there is a singular overarching narrative that sort of unifies the whole property. Yeah, you know, part of the answer to that is um, like I, I've got it written and thought out in my head, but I'm waiting for these these better, these more entertaining media expressions to to reveal all this like the show. Um, because it's just one of the biggest secrets of the universe. Like, like what is the quantum shadow and how did the universe come to be? And why do wizards exist? Why does magic exist? You know, th these are very deep questions that not only the characters in the universe are asking, but also our community. Um, so, so there's a lot I won't say right now, just cause I'm waiting for ways to reveal that. But, but, but I think even in, in more general, what I would say is like, Maybe one of the biggest um, themes of this whole project is just uh, exploring the connection between um, sort of. Uh, I, I I'm always whoops I just threw my pin. I'm always trying to show. Uh, I'm always trying to connect the universe to the real world, and it's it's like a commentary on how. Meat space interacts with meta space. It's a commentary on how um, we as human beings identify as our digital avatars on the internet. Um, you know, I am my wizard and my wizard is me is a very real phrase. And I know that almost every NFT project has that phrase, um, but like, I'm actually trying to explore what that literally means. Um, and what does it mean when as, as, as our, real physical reality is constantly being is constantly intersecting with digital reality and how digital reality is is almost more as as time goes on it's more and more real than than our physical reality and of course the ultimate expression of this is going to be the metaverse and and everything that that entails and so you know it's 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 like it's it's always trying to explore this connection between um between the, the art we create and we express on, on online and in digital uh, formats and, and, and how that connects to our real life. Um, and what's great about it is like, you know, that's what, that's what the history of magic has always been about. That's what the history of art and storytelling has always been about. Storytelling and art is always just an expression of, of the real world. It's holding up a mirror to the real world. Um, and that's, that's, what, that's a lot of what we're trying to do with Forgotten Runes. Elf, I gotta say, I love the authenticity and the passion and the thoughtfulness with which you are building this. That, to me, personally, my opinion, one of the signs of a truly meaningful effort. And I, I love that you are building this. Love hearing about it. Oh, thank um, you. How, how do people go and find out more and how do they get engaged and gain access to the Book of Lore for themselves? Yeah, so I mean, the first place obvious is our obviously is our website, ForgottenRunes.com. Um, you can explore that. Uh, there, you know, the website is pretty complex. Just dig around for dig around in it for a while. Um, we've we are in the process of uh, creating a wiki, which has a ton of information that's um, 
that explores not only the lore, but <clears throat> more just like the, um, the technical and the utilitarian aspects of our project. Um, I think actually a really great resource is our weekly podcast called Wizard Wednesday. It's on our Twitter. It's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's every Wednesday at um, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time, I believe. And that Twitter is at Forgotten Runes for anyone who, who might not have caught that. Yep, exactly. Um, and you can also listen to past Wizard Wednesdays on our YouTube channel. Um, and then also just come into our Discord and ask questions. Our community is one of the most friendly communities in the whole space. Um, they're always eager to help out. Um, so yeah, those would probably be the, uh, the best places to, to dive in. Uh, I feel like we, we've explored uh, quite a bit of territory in this, in this short 20 minutes. Has, yeah. it, has it already been 20 minutes? Wow. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. ForgottenRunes.com, gang. This is what building in a new Web3 world looks like. Digital, physical, community, experiences, story. Uh, these guys uh, seem to have it all. Elf, thanks for, uh, for coming on today and, and sharing with us. This is awesome. Thanks for the invitation, guys. Uh, Zach, I feel like uh, you, you guys have so much simpatico here and perhaps some other things to talk about uh, offline. So those of you listening, watching, consuming the show, we appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, review, rate, share with a friend, put it on the Twitter, shout it from the very rooftops that you must. Keep it magically nifty. Poof! We're out. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy. The nifty.